Welcome to Get With The Programming in our brand new series, our very first series dealing with programming during or about the CrossFit Games from 2007 all the way up to 2019. Who knows if we're going to have a 2020? I don't know. But the one thing I do know is that my partner in crime, Bill Grundler, is with me once again. Bill, it's late at night, at least where I'm at. How you doing over there? I'm good, man. I'm good. And I, you know what? Why not talk about all the CrossFit Games? Since we don't know what's happening this year and there's no cool sanctions to talk about, we might as well talk about the history of the CrossFit Games, right? Mm, and I th- most people might not know it goes all the way back to 2007 when they started, you know, we'll quote, we'll, I'm going to put in air quotes, the games. Um, and we'll kind yeah. of get into the details there <clears throat> in terms of what that means. But, you know, before we jump into this, I feel like we both have a very important announcement to make. Uh, before we start talking, Bill, would you like to uh, lead it off? Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a special. This is a special thing. This is a special history. Um, our first series. It's in the evening time. Work is done. I think it's time to have a drink. I think it's a great idea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna for you guys that are audio. Oh, hold that's on. I'm gonna me. get my. Hold on. Popping the get, top. Let me get by the microphone. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Yes. So it's 10 o'clock in Dallas, which means it's 8 o'clock in California. That's where Bill is. Yep. Yep. And uh, we decided to have a couple cold ones while we talk about uh, some CrossFit. Unfortunately. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a Heineken. (laughs) You're you're so... Okay, now let me let me explain why. So my wife um, just gave birth about six, seven weeks ago to our brand new baby girl. And for those of you, you know, midwives, voodoo doctors out there is that, you know, trying to, you know, develop a milk supply is actually a really hard thing to do. And for you, well, impossible for me. Uh, (laughs) If you can milk a cat. You can milk me, right, right, Greg? Can you milk me? (laughs) Can you milk me? I got nipples. Um, So, you know, in in order to kind of keep up with the supply, our kids are just hungry hippos, man. They eat like crazy. Um, I have a two-year-old son and a six-week-old girl. And so we heard about this old wives' tale that the um, yeast specifically used in Heineken actually helps boost your milk supply, like beer yeast is an ingredient in, in like lactate cookies and um, cookie balls. And so we heard that um, Heineken's yeast specifically um, helped with that. So we have a, <laughs> we have a bunch and, in the fridge. And, and, and your inner alcoholic just went, hell yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, honey, you know, if you want, I'll uh, I'll get you a couple beers and, you know, we, we boost that, you know, little and supply chain go. up. And so that's the only thing we have in our fridge. So I'm currently... T- drinking well, Heineken. What are you, what are you I'm drinking? Not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not drinking boob built, boob building, milk building <laughs> beer. I, I, I'm going, so for me, like when I think old school, I think lifeguarding, I think, uh, surf trips and all that. And, and summertime and we're going way back with all this and the CrossFit Games is always in the summertime. So I'm drinking a Tecate. Ooh, That's see, right. I was going to say a Pacifico, but you know, I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to waste, I didn't want to be too long in the store getting it, you know, trying to keep that social distancing. So I just grabbed a box. Which is why I didn't get the Corona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. The, the, the red hand spoke to me, said, let's, let's have some fun. I I get it. And we are going to have some fun. So here is what our new series is going to be about specifically. Get with the program is all about diving into the analytics of programming, whether that's qualifiers, open sanction events, CrossFit games. Now, We don't have any sanctioned events at the moment, but we do have 13 CrossFit games to look back on dating all the way back to 2007. And what Bill and I have been wanting to do for a very long time with this podcast is really get into the details of the programming in competitions that were designed to find the fittest person either in that event, uh, worldwide, if you're talking about the games themselves, um, your top 200 out of the open for masters, online qualifiers, and all that. So 
What we're also going to do is kind of a little bit of a history lesson. And what we want this series to be is that we're going to do one episode for every CrossFit Games that has happened since 2007. Now, a couple things we want to lead off with is that don't. (laughs) Now, we're going to analyze the workouts and then talk about some external factors that may have played into um, who won eventually if it was outside the scope of just the programming. But we want people to understand is that don't look at it with the glasses that we've currently kind of developed over the last, I would say, six to seven years dealing with the CrossFit Games. You know, you've had multiple day events, 13 to 16 different tests in 2007, there's three. So if you look at it from that analytical view, you're like, oh, this is a terrible test. You only did three events. It was different. What they wanted to do was, you know, they've been, I think, what, how long was .com up? 2001 was when it started? 2000, I think it came out February 2002. Okay, so 2001, 2002. <clears throat> and comes 2007, and you got a bunch of guys, you know, you're talking about like Coach and Dave and Nicole and um, Tony Budding. And it's like, everyone's sitting there. It's like, like, hey, let's test our fitness. And they came up with this backyard barbecue competition that they dubbed the CrossFit Games. And I don't even know if they called it that yet, but, you know, they they were... Uh, no, um, they actually did. They did actually they really? Did. Okay. They, yeah, because that, the whole deal was, remember, part of the part of the the magic of the first CrossFit Gym that Coach had was, and he even said it, he's like, you can have people working out by themselves, but a guy will try to kill himself before he lets someone else beat them. And I mean, that's not in all cases, you know what I mean? But if you see someone, I mean, you know how it is. When you see someone working out right next to you hard, you're going to try to hang with them. If you can or if you can't, you're going to try and hang with them. So it naturally leads to a competition. It naturally leads to a leaderboard. And even though, I mean, he would put everyone's name on the board that was doing the workout that day throughout their gym. And so everyone can see, oh, so-and-so got this score. Oh, so-and-so got that score. Then with the dot-com, that became that daily leaderboard. And like, I remember looking at that way back when, and I remember seeing Chris Spieler and I had no idea who that guy was. I remember seeing, you know, OPT mm-hmm. and thinking, what the hell is his real name? If the, if the initial is O, <laughs> like, his name Otto Philip Thurman or something like that. Like, what's the deal? So, I mean, like that was the original setup and it led naturally to a, well, let's bring everyone together and have a competition see who we can get out of, out of that leaderboard, you know, off the dot-com leaderboard and see who would come out mm-hmm. and put it together. There wasn't a qualifier. It was just a, come on in, we'll throw down, then we'll drink some beer like we're doing right now. Exactly. And have a barbecue, you know? Um, I think it was uh, just recently on Talking Elite Fitness, Dave Castro was on and he, he went into some of the background that started it all off. So we're not going to steal thunder from them. Um, if you guys want to hear about the how it all kind of came to be, go listen to Talking Elite Fitness. Dave Castro came on and it was a, a really cool peek behind the curtain on, yeah. on how it all got started. So for us is that we're going to look at the tests that they had that, was it just the day? I would assume it was yeah, just the day. Yeah, one day. Uh, uh, think about that. Uh, no, 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 it was two days, two days, two days. Um, so they had three events, two days, as you said, and you could sign up to do this. And what they wanted to do was just test your fitness. And, and, you know, they, they kind of dubbed it loosely as you could arguably call yourself the fittest person alive. And that's where it all got started in this grassroots competition. Oh, and you know, what, what is it? Um, and the dusty ranch in Aromas, California. <laughs> that's, that's for you. I think I've heard that somewhere before. That's for you. You know who you are. <laughs> oh, okay. So we, um, what we did for episode one um, on the H group online qualifiers is that we'll use an analytical sheet that kind of deals with load, time, modalities, reps, schemes, movements, and see the balance there. It's going to be a little bit tougher with three, like we said, is kind of, we'll, we'll kind of let this happen organically. Um, but the cool thing was, is that let's kind of set up um, fitness in general. And kind of how it's described in in the level one, uh, we're not going to do like a level one seminar right now, but when they're defining fitness and CrossFit is the first and only program to put a definitive answer or definition of what fitness yeah. actually is, is they used yeah. a bunch of different um, examples or, or um, 
models. Now, the models. first three um, really dealt with more of testing fitness itself. The fourth one is like a sickness wellness continuum, which actually really is in play right now with this whole coronavirus huh. thing. Um, right. Like, I'm really glad I was hedging well on the side of fitness because it's it's dipping back into the wellness um, category. But <clears throat> here, that's you know, here nor there. So we'll talk about the first three in terms of appropriate ways to test. So, so the first one is 10 general physical skills. And this was set up by the guys who own Dynamax, which are um, what your med balls, most med balls. The original med balls were were made from Rogue <clears throat> makes their own version of them now, but and that was how they kind of explain is that you know a fit person has a <clears throat> elite capacity over ten skills, and that was cardiovascular endurance, strength, speed, power, flexibility, accuracy, agility, balance, stamina, and coordination. Now, does that one model define fitness alone? Absolutely not, <clears throat> because those are almost like little skills. Um, the second one, which is heavily involved with um, how they tested here, was called the hopper. And the idea of the hopper was, say, you um, like a lottery ball hopper, and you put 1,000 workouts <clears throat> or movements in the hopper, and then you roll it out, and a ball comes out, and that's the workout, right? Or, or movements or anything. And the fittest person should be able to do have a high capacity across all 1000. You're not sitting there like hoping this workout doesn't come out or whatnot. Um, and that will come into play later. And the last one is metabolic pathways. There's three of them. <clears throat> We're not going to nerd out too much, but there's uh phosphogen, glycolytic and oxidative. Phosphogen is like that one rep max or, or a dead sprint, like zero to 10 seconds, maximum power output. Glycolytic is kind of that anaerobic burst. Um, if you're putting it in terms of like track, it's like the 400 or the 800, where, you know, it's like minute to two minutes of maximal effort where you peak at 60 seconds and it tails off at two minutes. And then oxidative is anything longer than that. So we want to make sure there's a nice blend between the three. Um, when you look at the programming, I think that's it's almost looks like that's what they're trying to do just based off that kind of what is fitness definition. And so what the three events were, were a hopper event where they just pulled out random movements and rep schemes and weights, a trail run, which is about a 5k. And then they did the CrossFit total. And I believe that is the order was hopper event, trail run, CrossFit total. Um, If you want to see how they picked the workout, in 2007, which is the very first event of the CrossFit Games ever, um, it's actually on YouTube, and I think it's called the yeah. 2007 it's, Hopper. Yeah. It's, it's Hopper. on CrossFit's YouTube channel. Yeah. And <clears throat> so the event, so what they did was they put all these balls in a hopper, and it was like color-coded, and certain colors met different weight ranges, and certain colors just let coach, which is, you know, we call coach, that's Greg Glassman pick whatever workout he wanted. If there was a red ball, he could pick whatever we wanted. And so what they ended up doing was <laughs> it was a thousand meter row followed by seven push jerks, which the colored ball came out was defined as heavy and their heavy weight was 135 <laughs> and 95. 135. <laughs> <laughs> and then 25 pull-ups. That's and, five rounds of that. Five well, and rounds. I was going to say is classic Dave Castro. If you guys have ever watched oh, him do yeah. any announcement is that he wrote that on the board, 1000 meter row, seven push jerks at 135, and was it 95 or did they make it 85? 135, 95, 135, 95, and then 25 pull-ups. And he's like, Oh, by the way, five rounds of the, the couplet at the bottom. So thousand meter row buy-in, five rounds of seven push jerks and 25 pull-ups. And that was just a completely random event that just rolled out of this metal cauldron that they pieced together, which when you think about it is, I think it's the perfect way to just start the first event, the first test of elite fitness. Um, for me, I honestly feel that I agree with you 100% on that because I think that 
it plays right into what they're trying to say is that you should be good at anything that comes out your way. And if you're good at it, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter what's in there. And so what's interesting is that that's the workout that appeared or the event that appeared. Um, and it could have been one of about 25 other versions of something else, you know, and that's the one that came out. What I think is cool is that it didn't matter. And they were, when, when coach and Dave put that together, they were all right with having to be whatever, whatever popped out because that's what they tested to. So if you are trying to find the fittest person and you've had all of these definitions and models that will explain fitness and how you are supposed to to find fitness and define fitness and how do you achieve fitness? How could you not have that in there? Like it would make no sense not to have it in there. And, you know, just when you described all three of the, of the different events, it plays right into every single definition that we have, every single discussion that, that coach Glassman had back in the day. Like one of the ones that he always said was it's going to come down where we have, the fittest person is able to deadlift 500 pounds and have a five minute mile. And all of these little pieces, these pieces of the puzzle were put together. And I mean, it literally evolved like that. It's a 2007 CrossFit game. And, um, and I think it was, it was so cool is that, <clears throat> you know, they did practice exactly what they preached. So that, that was a cool. And, and what I like about the event in terms of just kind of first blush is that it touches all three modalities you got your weightlifting your gymnastics and your monostructural so you know that's classic crossfit you know multiple rounds thousand meter row now when you look at it in in we'll kind of we'll get into it now is that you know when it comes out of the hopper you have no control um which is the point of the workout itself is like what a lot, you know, what Dave does now is that he meticulously goes through these events and they constantly change and he constantly tests and he tests and retests and tweaks and tests some more to where he, he kind of like nails down this quote, perfect event. And he does that like 14 to 16 times. It's, it's quite crazy how, how much he goes into it, but I, I do appreciate the details. But when you leave it to something like a hopper, it's not always balanced and it's not always perfect. It's just completely randomized, which is the purpose of that. So some people might look at it a little bit differently than we do. <clears throat> but when you see well, it, I mean, well, you know, I, I mean, they, they might look at it different. I mean, it, it, it seems, I guess, you know, when you, when you look at, when you look at the CrossFit games now compared to, to this, it seems very juvenile, but in reality, it's the first time that, the definitions that we had were absolutely tested. So mm-hmm. if you were to say, you know, is this test an appropriate test to find the fittest? How can you argue? Like, I honestly, I think that the test is set up in a way by definition. I'm not saying that it's hundred percent perfect by any means, but by definition of all the different models that, that, that CrossFit has used, mm-hmm. um, it plays right into every single thing. Now, granted, you don't have the fittest people in the world competing in these three tests. Um, you just have a kind of a, 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 a slap shot group of people, you know, some people that were good on dot com, some people that um, happened to be in the area, some people that wanted to come in. I mean, I, I, I actually had the, um, the flyer for this competition. I wanted to go to this competition. The only reason I didn't go to it was because I was stuck on a fire because everything burns in California in the summertime. <laughs> So, but like, I mean, I would have been at this one too. And it's what's, what's cool is if you look at on the men's side and the women's side, the names that are there, you will see names that it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot, like, that's a big, that's a big name there, a big name there. That's a, this person, that's a, that's a big HQ person here. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, affiliate owner forever and ever. So, I mean, the only thing that doesn't make, you know, when I, when I stand back and look at the, the, 10,000 foot view of the 2007 CrossFit Games, the only thing that doesn't make it a a a, a, I say a true test, an honest test, is the fact that you don't have enough of the fittest people battling it out. But as far as what the tests were, like, by definition, they're right where they're supposed to be. You know, could it, could it be better by having more of them? Absolutely, totally. Oh, but, well, yeah. You know, but like, seeing what it is, 
And I mean, you know, you opened up the show with um, trying not to compare this one, mm-hmm. this 2007 CrossFit Games to like the, you know, the 2018 CrossFit Games. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't say that the, I don't think that the, the point of the test is different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that goes into the current test, but mm-hmm. I mean, this was the first one and it was, I mean, honestly, I think it was a pretty impressive, um, and this is not just me, you know, blowing smoke up across its butt on the friend like that. Like, I know we're not really those like, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's we'll like, we, we'll I mean, give a very honest opinion on what we feel. You know, it's I, like, I mean, I, I like, I like those early years of the CrossFit stuff because it's very, it makes it, it's very pure. And this is a very pure test. I mean, you have, you should be able to do anything that comes your way. Boom. You don't know what it is and you're going to have to hit it. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. We have, um, monostructural stuff. We have lifting and we have gymnastics. Boom. Um, and it's a lot of gymnastics. I mean, that's 125 pull-ups back in the day. Which was five rounds of that. A lot of pull-ups back in the day. Oh I mean, it's God. still a lot of pull-ups they, now. Let's, I mean, I'm not trying have, to like blow they, it off. Dude, they didn't have butterfly, they didn't have butterfly pull-ups back then. You're doing, I mean, the only one that had some sort of a weird butterfly sort of was, Spieler kind of did a little bit, but Greg Amundsen did this, like this frog kick thing. So it was like a butterfly, but straight up and down. There was no circularness to it. So try to do 125 old school, sort of strict, not really mm-hmm. strict, maybe kicking a couple times. For 125 pull-ups, that's way different than our very efficient butterfly pull-ups that we do now. Yeah, and to, you know? to that is the guy who, quote, invented butterfly pull-ups was at this idea, CrossFit huh? Games, yeah. uh, Brett Marshall. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's it, which right. he was nicknamed yeah. AFT at the time. Like, there was a bunch of mm-hmm. three-lettered nicknamed <laughs> dudes back in the day. You know, like OPT, AFT, you know, and... um. So Brett Marshall, who was at that games, eventually created the butterfly pull-up. <clears throat> so he, you know, and I, the thing about CrossFitters is, we, we've said this before, is that you give them an insurmountable amount of work to do, they will find the quickest and easiest, most efficient way to do it. And so out of something, an event that had 125 pull-ups in it, which if you go look in videos, like everyone's just doing these just sloppy kipping it's fantastic it is so fantastic but well and and think about how he won that i mean if you think about the row you aren't i just don't you're not going to get that much of a difference in the row like i mean okay so yeah so let's let's dive into let's get into the workout itself okay um but before we do before we do let as we go through the the numbers and the events and we we get into the programming more with what we kind of get from this in terms of information wise, we are not taking away from anyone's personal performance or placing that they got at the games that year. I think that as, as a disclaimer is like, this has nothing to do with the athletes that were there. We're just looking at the workouts that were given and then maybe a scoring system that would you, they used that changed the outcome of the workout or had a greater effect on the outcome of the, of the game. So, you know, we, we've got some information um, that we're going to use that is important to know, but we're not trying to be like, Oh, well this person got this, but they're really not the fittest person that was there. Like I want to put that out there before we get into it. I think it's, well, I mean, you look, I mean, it, it doesn't, I know people get really hung up on the, are they the fittest? Are they the this? Are they that? If the competition is there and someone wins, they're the winner. Right. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what the events are. It doesn't matter what the scoring system is. It doesn't matter, you know, what the point totals are. If you end up at the top, you're at the top. I mean, and you're right. You don't want to take, you can't, you can't take that away from we anybody. We are not taking that away from anyone. However, so. there is some statistical data that, shows things have changed it could have changed based off imbalances in the in the system so that's, that's later that's down I mean, the road think, we're, we're going yeah. to provide that information but at the same time like we're not in like some type of like athlete witch hunt um and this has nothing to do with the athletes this is only to do with the programming um so i just wanted to put that out there before you know it's like <laughs> what the hell dude it's like you, you told me i don't win like that's not what we're saying so um okay so event <laughs> number one there, event number nervous. one 
uh, was the hopper. And to just explain it again, it was a thousand meter row followed by five rounds of seven push jerks at 135 and 95 and then 25 no, sorry, it was 85 for ladies. My bad. Oh, it, it was, was 85. 85. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 135 and 85. Thank you. Um, and so when you look at that first blush, uh, you know, I think I look at the pull-ups right away. Oh, dude. It's like, yeah. this is a pull-up workout. 100%. I mean, the real, you know, and like we started talking earlier is like, even if someone beats you, by let's say you row a one thirty five split for your five hundred, so that you come off for your one thousand, you're like at what? That three fifteen? Uh two, yeah. I mean three, even three, then though, yeah. I feel like Yeah, if you're okay. instead of chilling at a one forty, I mean that's a three twenty. I don't think anybody's rowing that fast. Although they probably no, did because, back in the I day mean, because pacing was not a part of CrossFit at the time. No, yeah, they didn't understand. They didn't understand that. I mean, that's what I mean. They said three, two, one, go, and they went. Yeah, it was all about like intensity means until you throw up, and that's why our mascot is a puking clown. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, even so, okay, so you come off 30 seconds faster off the row, um, five rounds of uh, of 25 pull-ups in those push jerks, and the push jerks back then, okay, I know that they said that that was heavy, but 135 wasn't it wouldn't stop people enough. I don't think. I mean, you, you look at some of the video yeah, and, and people are just sitting there with that bar in the rack. And I'll say 135, 13 years ago was a lot different than 135 is now. Absolutely. But still you have to go. I mean, I understand the efficiency of getting the bar from shoulders to overhead. I, I get it. Um, but the efficiency difference in the pull up is the big deal. So like that, that takes so much time. You think, you think about doing a hundred pull-ups now, even with butterflies. Okay. Even if you're really good, you'll go out, you'll blast out. Say you blast out 40 or 50. Ooh. You're not going right up on the bar right away. You're going to come down and then all of a sudden you're going to be doing a lot less sets. In fact, mm-hmm. the last time we did, the very first time we did a hundred chest bar pull-ups at the regionals at Rich Froning, I, mm-hmm. I remember seeing it. I think it was me and you at the, at the Central East. Yep. He right away broke his set of 100 pull-ups into sets of five. Yes. And I was like, wow, here's this guy who's extremely fit and everyone else thinks that they should be going set to 20. And here's this dude who decides he wants to go set to five. And that, that right there, everyone's good to 50. Mm -hmm. It's the last 50. And here you have 125 that you have to do. So I think that right there, whoever had the best pull up, was going to crush that, i.e. Brett Martin, who comes up with the butterfly, because yes. that's going to be light years ahead <clears throat> of the rest of the field. And then look who's right behind that. I mean, you know, OPT was, he was good at body weight stuff. He, I mean, great, he had a great engine back in the day. That was mm-hmm. his thing. And then Spieler, I mean, I, I mean, short, you know, short range of motion, super fast pull-ups. He was a wrestler. So, I mean, obviously, he's going to be good at pull-ups there, too. So, there's your, I mean, with your but one, He's doing, three, like, above body weight push jerks. <laughs> Totally. People forget that yeah. part. Well, and then the row. I mean, look at like he's the shortest guy out there. Yeah, but that dude is—he was so conditioned. I mean, he won the five k. Uh, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, I mean, you're right. I think when you look <clears> at this event, it all comes down to the pull up. So, mm-hmm. it, even though the time frame, you know, you're looking at like you know 13, 14, 15 minutes for these guys, and then you know on the women's side, you're looking at 16 to 20. Um, I think, and even on, even, even more on the women's side, it's going to come down to the pull-up. I mean, it comes down oh, to the pull-up. It comes down sure. to the pull-up now. Especially in 2007. Even, even, yeah, totally. I mean, look at, look at how strong the women are now with the pulling power that they have mm-hmm. versus back. I would almost say now day. it's almost flipped. Oh, like yeah. now those ladies are just going to blow through pull-ups. You know, back well, then absolutely. it was just, it was but, just but different. But you'll see that that like that's still something that there will be a, a split in the field. Mm-hmm. You'll have your athletes that will be able to. I mean, they can all do pull ups, right? But the ones that are going to smash it are going to be your, you know, uh, shorter, uh, light, you know, a little bit lighter, gymnasticy mm-hmm. type of, of females. They're going to ones that they are going to have the natural ability on that. And the higher the volume of those pull ups, the more that those women or whoever are going to have the advantage. And in this particular event, the way it came out, if you had gymnastics, you were going to do well. If you were a lighter athlete, even though you still had to do 
35 push shirt that like for Chris body weight, you know, uh, yeah. body weight, shoulder overhead. It's still seven. Um, he still made, he still made up all that time on those pull-ups and was mm-hmm. able to smash that, which is just insane. So when we look at the event and we're looking at kind of, we're looking at through the eyes of 2007, don't, it, it, don't analyze this from 2020. And I'm not saying you, I'm saying the people who are listening. So in 2007, this is 100% a pull-up workout. Yep. It's just, it's all yep. pull-ups. So when you approach this, the row irrelevant. You could row, yeah, you could row a, a two minute pace. You could get off the row at four minutes and you have five rounds of 25 pull-ups to catch everybody that went balls to the wall in the first row. And it ain't going to last you know, past the first two or three rounds. Now, when you get to that five right. rounds, seven push tricks and the 25 pull-ups at the time, one, they considered 135 and 85 heavy, moderately heavy. When you look at it, it was heavy enough. Um, but the pull-up volume with the amount of, I would say skill and efficiency that athletes had back then with that amount of pull-ups straight, pull-up workout when you look at it but at the same time is like they touched every base you've got weightlifting monostructural gymnastics heavy heavy emphasis on the gymnastics and i think that's important when you when we start looking at the other two events is that actually when i look at it together i like that they did that when i just look at it on this isolated event i think it's too skewed one way but as I see the three events in a whole, I, I actually enjoy this event with the other two that they paired it with. Well, what I what I like about it, I mean, if if you had to pick one event, I like this. I mean, yes, it's very it's very weighted towards the pull up. I agree. Um, but what it did was it fell into the definition of CrossFit. And if we're if we are trying to if we have a definition, of, or I'm sorry, of fitness. If we have a definition of fitness. And we understand that one of the models that we use to explain what fitness is, is the Hopper model that mm-hmm. you should be able to be successful in whatever comes out. doesn't matter if it's, if it's weighted in right. gymnastics or weighted in rowing or weighted in lifting. That's a good um, point. It I like matter. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly think that it's a great. You check the box. Falls. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it fell right into exactly what it was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I just, just real fast. I mean, so we retested this at the games in the 2013, and we'll talk about that later. But I think that it's just cool to know that the last place person uh, in that particular one was was uh, Asia Barto, and he still beat the number one time. <laughs> uh, and oh, it no, shows you. Oh, he didn't. Just behind. Just behind. That's right. Because uh, mm. so uh, Brett was 1307, and Asia was 1327. Okay. But everyone else after that was uh, was above that, which I just think is. Cool. It is cool. cool. And it shows you the effectiveness of the program. We were talking about CrossFit as a training methodology. You want to yep. test and retest events that you've done in the past. That's why we have benchmark workouts to make sure that the program is effective and it's working. Um, and, I, and I do love when they, they bring back events of old and, and put them into the programming. So Hopper, you're touching in terms of modality. You've got gymnastics, weightlifting, monostructural, boom, boom, boom. That classic yeah. time frame, that 10 to 15 minute window for a classic CrossFit, it's a triplet, high volume, task priority. You got pull-ups, push jerks, and rowing. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Now, Absolutely do, love you, it. Could you do that now? No way. Logistically, you could yeah. do it. But back yeah. then, yeah. I mean, and, we, and we've seen the logistics. We know what it looks like behind the scenes. But back then, and the way that they had it set up, it was, I think, it was it was perfect. You had to have it. You only had three events. Why not throw something that's going to be completely random? And we look at the field, you had what we have here is 44 men, 20 women. Mm-hmm. See, so you had the time. I mean, it was two events on the day or one event on the day. You had two days to get this. You got two days to do three events. So you had the time, you had the the opportunity. And, and I can think of no better way, just, you know, like you said, is using a hopper to just throw something out there completely and totally random to just test athletes and their fitness. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. It doesn't really matter the weights, the distance, the reps and what they did, because that is the point of the hopper model. 
So event number two, super complicated here, a 5K-ish trail run. And again, when we, we look at, you know, three modalities, you have these general physical skills, you have these hopper, you have three different models to define fitness. I mean, you have four, but we're just talking about the testing ones of your first three. Throwing in a monostructural only 5k trail run and it's different than a 5k road run because that is pure just uh are you a good runner yeah when you're talking about the trail run at the ranch there is way more elements that are in play than just being good at running when you're talking about that trail run yeah i mean with you know, it was really funny when I was on, um, I did the road trip with Dave and, um, Robert Lando and, and Dave Lipson and David Millar and stuff. And when we got to the ranch, I remember, you know, after the, cause they, they had it there for three years. So, and I remember, um, Rob saying like, dude, just coming up here makes me nervous. Seeing that hill makes me nervous. And if you look back at any of the old videos of that hill, when people are going up and down, like it's nasty it's steep it's dusty there is poison oak all over the place Ugh. um like it it is a very 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 raw setup um i mean it i i like what it is i now i will say this anyone that says that an event and and you can probably attest this because there are events that you're like deadlift that event is stupid That's nope totally dumb. <laughs> uh, and that is like, just super biased you know, on my side <laughs> When, when I look at something like this, like I, I like what it is. I don't get excited to do it because I, I would just be very, I would be very average, very okay. I'm, I'm not a spectacular runner. I'm an okay runner. Um, nothing crazy. Um, so I would look at this and be like, oh crap. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what happens. And then you have someone that's like, you know, Chris Feeler, who he puts on his old school Walkman headphones, puts on those puffy running shoes and just goes for it. And, you know, just, just, just smashes. And, mm-hmm. you know, even, even though there was that battle with him and, in OPT, he always seems to have a battle with like one person, but then there's OPT, you know, James Fitzgerald, he was, he was a soccer player. Like that mm-hmm. was his jam. Running was his thing. So again, you have these, it, it do you have an, an opportunity for specialists to step up there? Absolutely. Um, but we still said, that monostructural movement and cardiorespiratory endurance and stamina mm-hmm. is a are elements of if you are the fittest person you have to have these things and so how can you not have a run because it's back in the in, in, again back in the day that was i don't want to say more a more viable test but it was something that more people were able to do not back then did everybody have rowers or everybody have right. salt bikes or right. anything like that if you had to get your cardio part, you're either running or you're doing burpees. Mm-hmm. So well, I, as what much I, like, I like it, <clears throat> sorry. I like it. <laughs> well, what I like there too, is that, you know, you're touching on those 10 general physical skills. When you put in a trail run and we're talking like massive elevation changes, dusty trails, rocks, you know, areas that you shouldn't actually be running through. You're, you're involving, you know, coordination, your, your balance, uh, even agility and accuracy to a sense point. So like this actually touches a lot of those 10 oh, yeah. general physical skills other than just stamina and cardiorespiratory endurance. So that's, yeah. and that's what happens when you put in a trail run. So it's not just this 5k fun run that is like out back. Yay. You're the fastest runner. It's like, you have to be athletic to run that trail that they had set up for those athletes. Now, totally. So when you, when you now look what, at event, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say in the, if I had to look at a bad, a bad piece of that particular event for the test, um, the, the only real downside, I mean, I love the, I love the elevation change. I love the fact that it's raw. I love the fact that, um, you know, you're running uphill, you're running downhill and it's, it's, it's a, it's a distance. So, I mean, you're, you're looking, I mean, the top runners were just over 20 minutes. You know, the women were, um, you know, just that 20, 25, 30 minute mark. So, I mean, again, we're testing that, that modality, which is great. The downside is that in some areas of that trail, it gets narrow. So mm. now all of a sudden there's a, 
my fitness isn't being tested because so and so there's a couple of people in front that are blocking me out. Oh, like a not bottleneck. That that yeah, I mean, not that that doesn't happen in other events. Right. Um, you know, you, maybe you see a cycling event where you're being boxed out, or you know, running. I've seen you know running and even indoor running and stuff like that where people will box you out and you're kind of screwed. Mm -hmm. um, the difference on a running race is you're not trying to see who the fittest is. You're trying to see who's going to win the race. This is, we're using that race to try to find the fittest. And that's the only, I think, downside to that particular event is that mm -hmm. there were areas where your quote unquote fitness is being impeded by just the landscape. Um, I, I mean, overall, yes. it's still a good test. It's still a good test. I would flip I can take, I'll take the other side is that if you would have used your fitness more, you wouldn't have put yourself in that position. Well, a hundred percent. Um, I think that the, you know, it pays to be a winner. I think that that added, I think that that comment is valid on a lot of points, but the problem is that I think that we then that we end up using that. And I think that that, those are some of the issues that we see some of the, in the later game mm -hmm. um, as we start, as we start kind of maturing into the, the more modern, the more modern games now, but I don't disagree with it. I mean, yeah, if you want to be faster, get up in the front and then no one's there. Same mm -hmm. thing on a, on a, a, a triathlon. If you know, the mass swim start, get out in the front, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. all of those things. Uh, if you want to run a marathon, don't sit in the middle or you have to wait for 45 minutes before you actually get to start. Right. Um, and at, at, um, Dave actually talked about this in his um, podcast, I feel like that brings a sporting element to it. hundred percent. So 100%. I'm not totally against it. Um, so, yeah. okay. So event two, five K ish <laughs> trail run. I hope it's not a full five K <laughs> if guys are pulling a 20 minute trail run out of that. Oh my right. goodness. <laughs> um, and that's just straight monostructural. Okay. Single yeah. modality. And, and, you know, we talked about the things that it touches on that I feel like touches a lot more on that first model. Yeah. You know, those general physical skills. Um, I feel like the only ones you're missing are strength, uh, speed-ish, and power. And everything yeah. else kind of gets its due, you know. So, yeah. and like we said, as, as it unfolds, we're starting to see is that they kind of just took those three major testing models and that what is fitness definitive, um, you know, that CrossFit defined and, you know, we already got the hopper, boom, event one. And I feel like this is more of that mo first model, those 10 general physical skills. And we hit, I would say about seven out of 10, pretty hard. Yeah. And that moves us into the, we've we already got there, the third and final event. And that was CrossFit total. And we're thinking about coming full circle is that, you know, we've gone um, that, that mid range, right? I would say... Event one is very anaerobic, even though it was longer. You know, it's like that just complete muscle burning taxation. Event right. two, more aerobic, you know, just cardiovascular endurance. And we hit this CrossFit total, which is just one rep max back squat, one rep max deadlift, one rep max strict press. And when you fit that in, well, there's your strength, speed, and power that we missed on the run. So plug that in. Model one has been satisfied. And then we look at model three when we talked about those pathways. Well, we went long, we went mid-range, and now we're going that sub 10-second maximal effort. Yep. And the way it kind of fits is that check, check, check. And so when you look at how we define fitness, um, how CrossFit defined fitness, when you look at the 2007 CrossFit Games with this final event plugged in, it all really comes together quite beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is as, as innocent as this verse here seems, as naive as it seems, as much as we, you know, the dusty ranch and aromas and the, the barbecue and the, the have a beer and all that kind of stuff, the, you know, the Woodstock and fitness, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's put together like, I, I, honestly, really, I didn't. It Bill, would be very difficult. I honestly think didn't think we would get here. Seriously, it, it just like I, you know, when I look at the 2007, it's like, oh, it's naive. It's it's early. They didn't really know what they were doing. You know, they're just like, oh, let's just work out and have fun and drink beer and eat pizza. I didn't actually think we would get here 
<clears throat> until we uh, got to the 45 minute mark of this podcast. I, I am I, actually I, like really pumped about this. That's cool. They did a I, good I job. <laughs> they did. They did for what they for what they knew for what they were doing and what they wanted to do, which is just a fun test to find the fittest person that they know in of. The group in the group in yeah. the group, yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault them for not having this wider net because that's not their that's not their problem. It's not well, their fault. We're talking about the test, we, not the people. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Is like don't we're we're not taking away. Like I said, we're not infusing the athletes as a as a matter of the test. The test itself. Now that we've kind of talked through it, I mean, there's not so much you can talk about CrossFit total. It's about as much as you can talk about a 5K. Just right. be strong, <laughs> you know? Right. They're going to test strength. And what I really like, what they did is that they picked three. Pulling, yeah. squatting, and pressing. And yeah. it seems so simple, but I feel like that's the, that's the beauty in, in what you said earlier, the, the purity of it is that, yeah, Lift heavy in three different modalities. Pull, squat, push. Run a 5K trail run. Little tricks of the trade in there. Here's a classic CrossFit triplet. And when you talk about the purity of CrossFit at its most core values, and then testing that in a competition, this is great. I actually really enjoyed this. They did a great job. They did an awesome job. And I think a lot of it was because, um, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously Dave was involved with that, but I think, you know, uh, Greg was involved so much. Yeah, Coach was in in that a lot, big time. Yeah, it was, it was very early in, in what CrossFit was, and he was still running around explaining it to everyone. And what better way to have all of your explanations, I mean, literally come out and be tested exactly by what you're saying. And it wasn't about, it wasn't about trying to, I mean, yes, I mean, you know, he even said like early, it's like, you know, the, the, the winner of the CrossFit Games is arguably the fittest person on the planet, even, even because, even with this, even with this small group, not to say that, you know, that OPT was the fittest on the planet at that time, but he could, by, by our definition, by CrossFit's definition, by coach's definition, mm-hmm. um, he was doing all the things. Like, you would probably have these other people that would come in and, okay, you'd have your football player come out. And they would crush the, right. the total. In fact, the guy, the guy, Connor Banks, he won the CrossFit total. He was 6'3", 265 pounds. Yeah, that'll work. He was 30, 31st in the hopper and 31st in the trail. <laughs> 31st in the total. You know, and then you look, you look down at like, you know, OPT, he was 176 pounds. You look at Brett Marshall, he's 155 pounds. You look at Spieler, he's 143 pounds back then. So, I mean, of course, Chris is going to have, you know, take 22nd in that one. Of course he is. Um, But I think overall, what the test is showing, because the same thing, deadlifting 500 pounds and having a five minute mile. Mm-hmm. Um, you weren't. I actually think it was back squat. back in the day, not to not to cut you off. I feel like was it back? Yeah, I think it was back squat. Because when I when I when they first did that in my level one lecture, I was like, impossible. Those are two different humans, and that was that was a decade ago. But people are maybe doing that now. Whatever, lifting something heavy and running. Yeah, yeah. No, I I just wanted to. I just want to make sure we didn't have a bunch of level one seminar staffs jumping all over our asses. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. I got the got the wrong got the wrong. I would get a few text messages not correcting that, but yeah. I really think that that um, the fact that the test was to the definition was amazing. I think that the fact that even with the statements, even with the bold, I and mean, the coaches always made bold statements like that anyway. I mean, yes. Is <laughs> that, is that um, with the definition that we have, James Fitzgerald at that particular time probably could go almost head to head with anybody out there and be pretty dang close and do pretty well. Not to, I mean, not to say he would have been the best in the world, but I'm saying that like him, him and what his training has done at that point to get him to that level versus people that don't even know what this is yet. They have no idea. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so they're doing jazzercise or they just run or they just lift. Like, I mean, that's kind of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or maybe you're luckily you're a wrestler where you get you naturally just based on the sport, you get kind of a little mix. But I mean, 
for the most part, okay, you can do a lot of pull-ups, but you're not used to doing the CrossFit total. You're not used to powerlifting like right. that. You know, so I think that um, on a first on a first step out of trying to find to have a competition, and I, I, I choose my words careful on this because if you're if you're having a competition to find the fittest in that group. Mm-hmm that the test was completely appropriate and did an amazing job to find who was the fittest in that particular group based on the, uh, the events that they had. I would say that now the test 100% accomplished what the goal of the test was. Oh yeah. It was awesome. Awesome. Man, I honestly didn't think I've said, I, I mean, I just said this, but I'm, I'm still taken aback by the, how great the simplicity was, but how well, you know, you think it's like, oh, run in total in this workout. And you're like, yeah, whatever. It's like, yeah, you don't have to think too hard on that. But I feel like some people's biggest problem is they overthink it and they overdo it. And it has to be this extravagant, like high skilled, yeah. sexy test. And it's like, no, just, you know, hit all your you markers, hit all your modalities, <laughs> do your job. It's just crossfit. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Now, my... I, and I know that people make a big a big deal on you know each year on the way that they do the scoring tables and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan myself of where you have the staggered um, uh, scoring table. And on this one, staggered. even the the staggered meaning like so the 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 scoring the scoring on this one was 100, then 95, 90, I think, and then it went to threes after that or something like no, that. No, okay, not, so it's not the same setup, is it? Okay. No. So, okay. So let's touch on that a little bit. So <clears throat> those are your three events. Those are your three tests. Uh, me and Bill are, are in agreement. We felt like it was fantastic. They did a great job, you know, simplicity at its best purity at its finest. Yeah. Um, when we well, look like at, and th- right. those are the tests, right? So sometimes the tests and we're going to, we, we will see this later is that the oh, tests yeah. get, muddled with the system that they used to score the test. Um, in 2007, they actually used a tiered down system. And, and so all of our stats that we got for this, we, we're not just like, this is how good we are. So Chad Schroeder, and if anybody knows anything in, in terms of like our old media crew, Chad Schroeder is a statistical superhero. <laughs> and you know he reached out to us because we, we promoted that we're going to do this and he wanted to help us out and we're like okay um just these three little stats that will be cool and he's like yeah i'll get back to you over the weekend chad sends us this like multiple Green. layered Green. <laughs> excel sheet that has the every stat you could possibly think of that he just like casually put together and this guy is unbelievable so like you, you can look him up on instagram he, he's always in the background of the cross the games on the media side he works with a lot of sanctioned events and uh, a lot of other media outlets but chad schroeder is making us look real good right about now so i just wanted to, i just wanted to throw that out there and give him his due and we're going to give it every time because he he freaking deserves it but so the scoring system in 2007 actually used a tiered system um in terms of points. So first place was a hundred, second right. 95, third 90. Now this is where it got a little weird when you think right. about it is that fourth was only one point behind. So once you got to fourth place, it only dropped by one point. And then it did that for the rest of the way. It I just did that the that whole right way down yeah. where we, where we have it now. It's um, I think the classic system, we're not going about 2019. That's a whole, <clears throat> that's a whole, that might be like a three episode series. Um, was about, it's about a five point drop and then a four point drop till you get to the top 10 and then a two point drop until you get to the bottom 40 and then ones after that. So more spacing, you get more bang for your buck for the wins <clears throat> and then a, a more penalized for your losses. But in here, once you went first, second, third, 190. 95 and 90, it only dropped by one. So that made it a little weird in terms of the scoring. So sometimes you look at total points. Um, One thing I like to look at is average finish place because that's pretty cut and dry. 
Um, so let's go your, your top three on the women's side, Jolie Gentry, her average finishing place was 1.67, which is ridiculous. (laughs) Just you're like, she crushed everybody, everybody. Um, she had one event win second place, Mary Rigby or Woodcroft Woodruff. Sorry. Average finish, finish place with fourth. And then Nicole DeHart, 5.67 was her average finish place. Now, the points that they accrued, 290 for Jolie, 271, and then 270. So it was really close for that second and third place. But Jolie Gentry ran away with it. Yeah. On the men's side, it was James Fitzgerald or OPT, Brett Marshall, and then Josh Everett with Chris Spieler in fourth. Total points... Look at, listen how close this was. OPT, 272. Brett Marshall, 270. Josh Everett, 267. The weird one is that Brett Marshall was the only one to win. Now, you don't have to win events to win the games. That's actually not the point. Right. But their average finishing places, uh, OPT wins outright. Average was fifth. Brett Marshall was 5.67, but Josh Everett's was 5.33. So if you just went on where they finished and took how it was scored, Josh Everett would have actually been second and Brett Marshall in third based off that. Yeah. We're not, and, and like we said, like, it's like I, we're not taking away from the athletes. We're just showing you how they finished and how the scoring system dictated your top three. Totally. And, and I get that, you know, everyone in this pool was all playing by the same rules. And, and if you won, you got the extra points. And if you didn't win, then mm-hmm. you were, you know, tiered by a point. That's to me, I, I don't, that's why I don't like the idea of it pays to be a winner. Right. Because then it's like, well, it's kind of like, it's like if you were to have, um, uh, more of a specialist person, right? Then they get extra points because they're a specialist. And the object of being the fittest individual is oh, I see. They, yeah, they don't want to be okay. The yeah, so I I don't think you should get extra points for being in first. Whatever the whatever the separation is per placing mm-hmm. should be that all the way down. Mm-hmm. And that way, it's an apples to apples con- comparison, and and it is it, it ends up being a closer setup to your average placing which would put people in the places I think that, that, um, based on the test, right. You know, again, not taking anything from Brett or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. like, uh, I I just think that that, that I don't want the, I don't want the, I don't like the fact that an event gets skewed by the system. And then the system becomes the game rather than what are you trying to do? If you're trying to find the fittest, then the system shouldn't skew what the test is showing. Yep. And, and that's, that's the only downs that I have mm-hmm. on that, but that's something that like, like it's just that's part of it. a constant, I mean, but things you know, we do uh, need to acknowledge. I mean, it, it, it did play a role in how people placed, but oh in terms God. of our evaluation of the test, we, well, I'm going to speak for you. I, now that we've talked through this, love the 2007 CrossFit games test. Oh, dude, I love it. I think it's great. Awesome job. Awesome job. All right. Yeah. Well, heck, yeah. I'm going to cheers you from a, from across the country. I can't really, I don't want to hit my mic with my, <laughs> with my here, here you go. I'll, I'll do that my too. Beer here we go. Bottle. Clinky, clinky, there you clinky. go. There we Clink. go. There you go. I actually have two beers <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm clinking them together. Um, well, all right. There's our first episode, 2007, 2008 will be next. Um, What we do ask from you guys is that if you have any questions or comments or problems or anything you want us to kind of expand on after each episode, we'll open the first five minutes of the next one to answer those questions. So you guys can follow us on Instagram at getwith underscore the programming. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Follow Bill Grundler, follow myself, Chase Ingram, and uh, we'll get to your questions and comments. But episode one is done. 2007 like comes it. to a close. I loved it. You loved it. I like it. 2008, oh, yeah. however, 
is going to be a whole new bag to uh, open up. <laughs> I'm calling 2008 a little bit of a Pandora's box. So um, for oh, Bill Grundler, yeah. yeah, I think you are really excited about that one. Oh, man. I, yeah, it's. We might go yeah, over our yeah, hour we, allotment. We, we, on that we have one. a lot. To, we'll have a lot to say about that one. I think there'll be a lot of. Uh, I, I, there probably there might not be a lot of debate necessarily because I think yes. probably you think kind of the same way. But um, I think it's going to be very interesting to talk, especially with some of the news that has come out for this next yes, year. So we'll just kind of true. throw that out as a uh, as a little Easter egg for you guys. I would say in terms of every CrossFit Games that we've had from 07 to 19, 2008 is probably the one that sticks out the most as being the most unique as a nice way to frame that. Because it had the first movie, right? Test, also the first movie. <laughs> um, test of, of all of them. And we'll get into that on episode two. That will conclude episode one in our series of analyzing the programming for the CrossFit Games from 2007 to 2019. For Bill Grundler, I'm Chase Ingham. Thank you guys for listening to Get With The Programming. Peace.